0: hello hey girl hey hey boo hey my son wanted up? to be a little hater so that's all right we I had have... a little talk
1: <laughs> all right we got it together now awesome awesome well today guys we have a special guest named Kristen, who is a writer she also is a mother of three and she's just a dope girl interestingly we met on via social media and the interesting thing about that is that i usually don't do that shit like, Me either. i literally don't like <laughs> <laughs> and we have learned that we have so much in common that we are very connected on a different realm you know like literally so we like soul sisters is what we uh um, yes. you know, refer to each other as and we learned even more that conversation that we just had that even you know keeps us more connected so i'm so excited To have Kristen on the show today, i first start out by telling us a little bit about herself and her journey becoming a writer.
0: So welcome. Well, well, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm excited for this. Well, uh, you know, again, I'm a single mom now, divorcee, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I would have to say that the divorce process is what launched me into writing. Um. And not just the act of it, but all of the emotional turmoil and inner shadow work that comes with it.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: being in the home still with my ex, as well as the children, um, you really don't get a quiet, safe space to have your breakdowns. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of channel it a little differently. Um, Not Mm -hmm. scare the children. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would yes. be up a lot of nights and just write. I had mm-hmm. a friend that um had her own blog and she asked me if I would write a couple articles for it and I said, hey, why the hell not? So mm-hmm. that she's mm-hmm. shout, shout out to Ebony. Um she's really how I got started and having a direction to start channeling things and okay. it just kind of went from there.
1: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that now here's another thing that i just realized we have in common (laughs) that well we already knew we actually met by uh, a post or something about being Mm -hmm. an introvert Mm -hmm. and um i saw that she was a leo because it was in her name on social media (laughs) and then i like clicked on her picture and i was like sister's light skin with light eyes and sandy brown hair like <laughs> me and at the time before your girl was in lock, the lock gang I mm-hmm. had my loose curls and we, our hair was literally like the same it's so funny but I live yep. in the Midwest she lives on the east coast but mm-hmm. that don't mean nothing because the universe well, we gonna is fix that and so this is true and I just told her that I have not been to the east coast in 20 years and so <laughs> a trip is coming okay <laughs> next year anyways so I just realized this when you said And it was so impactful. When you said that being in the home with your ex and then with your children, you don't have a lot of space to release your emotions. And you Mm -hmm. have to be mindful that your children are watching. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I did when I went through um, a divorce with my children's father was the same. I was journaling, not necessarily writing for other people's consumption, but I was journaling because I was just like, this is shit, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have a responsibility that sometimes we put upon ourselves which is really just pressure as mothers to feel like our children can't see us in such a vulnerable space because we don't want them to think oh mommy can't handle this or mommy is sad or mommy is you know going through this strong and you know that whole supermormon bullshit conflict for black women is a whole other thing girl but um so another podcast episode really okay for real (laughs) and so one of the things that um i wrote about in my book was I had to hide cry. And so mm-hmm. I would have moments when grief comes, that should come at you so fast. Mm-hmm. You don't even really have time to gather yourself sometimes when you're in the middle of cooking dinner. And it's like, well, I can no. eat the dinner on the stove. But you might have to turn that shit off and just go resting right. for a minute, okay? And so talk to me a little bit about what that meant for you um, or maybe give an actual example when you realized you were walking through that grief, but you didn't want to really show that to your children and you used writing to work through it.
0: I think the the one example that stands out the most for me during that time period is coming home from a friend's um, family member's funeral and learning from my child that she had been on a play date with the mistress and her child. Oh no! Wow, baby. Mm-mm-mm. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The one thing I can say is a good thing mommy knows Jesus. Yeah, period. That that was the start. Um mm-hmm. and then what came like directly after that is that me and my ex had made an agreement that my oldest um is not my biological child. Um that is okay. his child, but you know, I've been around pretty much his whole life. So okay. we had agreed to tell him together. Okay he decided to wait until I was going and tell him himself. Mm. And, I, and it was important to me for us to tell him together because I always wanted the kids to always see us still as a united front. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. And mm-hmm. you know, if he actually stuck with the program, we wouldn't be divorced. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> he went and right. told him
0: <clears throat> on his own and I got blindsided by it and I was so thing furious yeah, that I mm-hmm. just grabbed my keys mm-hmm. and I left mm-hmm. I left the what how old was he 12 year old the five-year-old no how, no that's not right 12 seven and the, my youngest was three going on four mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I left them all in the house with their daddy it wasn't Mm -hmm, like they were unattended mm -hmm. viewers listeners they were not unattended i left them with their pappy Mm -hmm. i took my ass in the car and i drove and that's one of my outlets that i get from my grandfather is um may he rest in peace um Mm -hmm. is the 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 freedom of driving and Mm -hmm. clearing your spirit and i didn't Mm -hmm. go far I didn't want to be foolish. It was starting to get dark. I didn't want to go far, so I went to a nearby park, and I parked at the park, and I just, I took a moment to just let my heart break for everything. All of it. Just the, you know, the decay. Like, the divorce wasn't, was nowhere near finalized. This was Mm -hmm. like May. We didn't get finalized until mid-December, so Mm -hmm. we're still in the thick of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was like grieving for the decay of the relationship, grieving for the impending burial of the relationship, the breakdown of the home we had built for three children Mm. that I knew I was going to leave and have to leave one behind. It, it, was of, it. Girl, mm-hmm. it was a lot of girl. It was a lot, a lot of things all wrapped up, and I was at a job that I, part of my French I fucking hated. It, it hated <laughs> yeah, too.
1: say that shit.
0: You said that with some power, girl, girl. Mm-hmm. Every day mm-hmm. was a struggle not to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The racism was real, but yeah, um, yeah. it was a culmination of all those things, and then like a month later, my one of my grandmothers literally dropped it literally out of the blue. Mm -hmm. So I'm dealing with all of these moving pieces all at one time. And I was in a functional depression, Mm -hmm. but I, Mm -hmm. at least I knew I was cognizant of it. And so if you know better, you got to do better. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
0: I got to writing now. I was still in therapy because we had gone to, um, marriage counseling we started that ooh 2012 so this is 2016 at this point I got abandoned in uh, ma'am because I got abandoned in couples counseling back in twenty thirteen or four no fourteen after I had um my youngest wow but I knew I had some old childhood traumas and things that I needed Mm -hmm. to process and I said look Mm If he's not going to work on us, I'm going to work on me. I'm going to be the best me that I can possibly be. And every time I would leave, I would have a new epiphany about something. So Mm -hmm, I I mm -hmm. actually wrote a post um, this morning using one of the, the biggest lessons she ever gave me is no one loves a martyr.
1: Mm -hmm. I wrote a whole
0: post on Instagram about that.
1: I read it. Yes, ma'am. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) I did. Okay. But
0: it's so, I've kept that with me all this time. And it's helped keep me from falling back into old habits.
1: Yeah. Because
0: I really, no shade to my family. I love them to death. But Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: really wasn't raised to have a voice. Mm-hmm. With as much fire mm-hmm. as I have in me, I wasn't raised to feel safe using that voice. Mm-hmm. So I was always the one falling on her sword. I was always responsible mm-hmm. for everybody else's feelings, while nobody really concerned themselves too much with mine. So I, I had to the learn one how to. On
1: the sword. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. That resonated. That that feels to <laughs> me. I, okay. I, I did
0: mm-hmm. I, I, I would suffer in silence through a lot of shit I did not have to own right. and I had to also I'm, I'm and I'm still learning that mm-hmm. everybody's shit is not mine own your own mm-hmm. shit I can help you with yours own your own shit <laughs> that was one of my mantras I came I up with right. during my divorce is own your shit and change right. your perspective to gain some perspective and that's been very important for me too and mm-hmm. so with my writing, that allows me to put it all down and look at it with a bird's eye view now. Instead of, you can't really see things when you're in the thick of it. My my yeah. auntie mama, as I call her, my mother's sister, she always uh, tells me, you can't cry and think at the same time.
1: You're That's- absolutely right. Mm-mm. That's true. Mm-hmm
0: so it went. So my writing gives me the chance to cry while I'm writing, and then I get to look back and think
1: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, sort my mm-hmm. shit out.
0: I'm I'm very much of a compartmentalist, so I, I like to put things in, in little places. It oh, might be oh, a oh. it might be a mess to others, <laughs> but I understand my shit. I've got to, It's a method to my madness.
1: Mm-hmm, this like, why we so sisters, y'all. Yeah. Girl, I'm trying to sisters, tell you.
0: I do the same thing. What Erica, I do say. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Listen. And I can compartmentalize Listen. so many things and sometimes people, I think that it causes us to almost be black and white thinkers too, to a, to mm-hmm. a certain degree. To and a certain one degree. The things, yeah, one of the things I had to learn was that sometimes there are gray areas and you can't mm-hmm. just, you know, say, well, this happened and so this is why I'm going to do it this way or this happened that's why that person, you know, did it this way. One of the things that my therapist mm-hmm. taught me was that I was intellectualizing my emotions and I really wasn't uh. feeling it because she asked me something and she goes how did you feel when that happened and I said well you know I thought this and then that happened and then I realized that's why that happened she said no that's not what I said how do you feel how did mm-hmm. you feel and so I think that we sometimes as introverts are so much in our heads
0: mm-hmm.
1: that although we are processing on paper what we feel feeling it until we feeling the shit like I don't even know how, I, maybe you understand mm-hmm. that but I,
0: I understand I don't
1: it to say it yeah. I think
0: for me I was afraid of the impending devastation of feeling it all yes
1: yes, yes, yes and I was yes, trying
0: yes. to protect myself from the entirety and the enormity of it all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but not realizing that the more I avoided it the worst I was making it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when it all comes crashing down baby <laughs> you're gonna feel that shit you're gonna feel it in your Ten ass 10 times worse absolutely listen. 10 times worse listen it's like doing black magic on yourself
1: For it's real? gonna
0: boomerang back at your ass yep with adventure. wow
1: so mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about okay so you use your writing in addition to therapy to cope and mm-hmm. to work through the divorce but talk to mm-hmm. me about how that looks doing all of those things in front of your children um Ooh. and I, because that one of the hardest things in the healing process for myself was to have to do it in front of your children because at some point mm-hmm. you just really want to be Kristen you just really want right. to be Peter like I want to be able to be that just like falls apart in front of the mirror at this point let's really take this shit in and say this shit hard and it hurts but i also mm-hmm. have to be a mother so talk a little mm-hmm. bit about how you dealt with that and the pressure of it
0: oh thankfully i have a pretty good soul tribe okay now it, it now part of it is I still have a habit of shielding my reality from my family because mm-hmm. so I always think like uh-huh. they've, got to, they've got their own mm-hmm. shit to deal with. I don't mm-hmm. want to upset them. I don't want them to think that I can't deal and they have to worry about me and worry about the kids because they're worried about me. I still, mm-hmm. I and I still do, I, I've let more of it show, mm-hmm. though I've resolved a lot of it on my own already. Um, the healed parts are the parts that I let them see, I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to put that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I lean more heavily on my soul tribe, my spiritual tribe, which would be my three main sisters. Um, okay. shout out to Utica, Chantel, and Tamita. All uh, right. Tamita is also a writer. Boom. Um, yes. But I mean, they, they have been the soft landing in some very hard places for me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's been either outright crying on their shoulders in person or mm-hmm. marathon phone calls where I'm just in shambles and they just let me go. But it's like mm-hmm. having somebody safe enough to let you go. Or I go to that my happy place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I, you know, I would wait till the kids would go, um, when they had to start their weekend visits with their dad, which was clearly completely fucking foreign to them. But it was just <laughs> like, oh, we yeah. will go to daddy's houses. I, I let my mm-hmm. ex husband have the house.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, I wanted my freedom. Yes. <laughs> I wanted my freedom. Plus, I, I didn't want it. um our oldest. To, you know, his whole life was already being just torn to shreds. I didn't want mm-hmm. him to have to leave the one home that he knew and the continuity of that, and that was a familiar place for our children that we had together to come back to and have some mm-hmm. sense of normalcy and stability. So, once again, I kind of fell on my sword with that one. But I'm coming back for my, my blood. blood, but that's a different story. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I I, I use my friends and I use nature to recenter myself. And I'll sit in the sun in some scenic place and just nine times out of ten, it's not even pen to paper. I'll probably be typing it out on my phone as I'm thinking of it as I get my epiphanies Mm -hmm. and stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of my stuff comes out in memes that I create myself, and then I'll end up having mm-hmm. some long-ass caption that comes after it. Mm-hmm. So, like, the book is, my book is, a, is a, definitely a work in progress now that I've got a little bit more time to dedicate to yeah. it. But um, I've been blocked for a long time, too, though you mean blocked emotionally or emotionally and just creatively it's just I've been go 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 I'm the one having to handle and manage literally everything for Mm -hmm. everyone Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it leaves little time for the mental process and mental freedom of creativity the way that Mm -hmm. I need it to flow and I mean I, I got people that say just just write the book just write the book Bitch, it don't work like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seriously, I'm trying like, to I've, tell you.
0: Look, folks, don't understand. understand. Like, if you're not a true creative, you don't understand that it's not. Oh, just go in there and do it. This is not word processing. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is not Microsoft. Boo. No.
1: Yes. We. Have I got to my home process. Feel it. Well, yes. Yeah, well, I have to be connected. You have to be connected. You have to feel through your work, literally. And so I said that my greatest, well, actually, this is not my quote, but I do use it. The greatest Mm -hmm. bodies of work are, are birthed through pain. And uh-huh. so like, you can be exuberantly happy all day long, but uh-huh. that shit that really resonates uh-huh. with people is the things that people often don't say. And so those writings that you had when you were working through your divorce, there uh-huh. are so many women that are going to be impacted by those things because they Hope so. don't have the courage. Yeah. They don't have the courage uh-huh. to share. And they're sitting there like, oh my gosh, like I really am not alone. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that I, that I felt this way. Someone else, is, someone else do, does too. And they're going to come to you. And tell you that. And then that gives you more courage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so, like one of the yeah, first I things it.
0: I wrote about was um one of the yeah, it was the second article I wrote for my mm-hmm. girlfriend. Um I said I it was talking about, you know, how people always say, Oh, don't be bitter, or oh, that's my bitter ex wife, my bitter baby mama, whatever they want to call it. It's always mm-hmm. bitter, 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 bitter. I said, But you know what? Bitter can make you better. It sure does. Sometimes when you, ain't you bitter, you look, like, when you taste you something bitter, look, because it's like when you taste something bitter, you know that shit is not for you.
1: Absolutely, Listen. anger produces change. Look at the protests. Sure not to go off on a tangent, but look at the protests that happened mm-hmm. last year. That that came from anger. That came from hurt, mm-hmm. and a whole lot of things changed. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more than these two. But still, well, a lot of come from change. Or, uh, a start. Excuse me. A lot of changes come from anger. Absolutely. So anger's mm-hmm. not bad. Bitter. Yeah, totally different emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all
0: in how you channel things. Absolutely. What's your intent? And and Absolutely. that's that's what it comes from. It's just you know, I'm very much a do all things with love, but bring your common sense with you. Mm, come on. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. And that's At this kind point of in where, my life. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying that that's kind of where my my personal duality comes from. I mm-hmm. like I in the past year I've come to learn now that we've you know we have the lock ins and everything so everybody's home away from most distractions and our rush 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 lives so everybody's had a chance for the adrenaline of life to kind of calm down and hit a plateau and you mm-hmm. have room to actually think and feel and see and do and all that kind of good shit so mm-hmm. that's kind of when I discovered what my My personal purposes here Mm -hmm. in in this world, in this realm, I'm literally all love. All aspects and embodiments of love. That's what I'm here for. And it's just about how I choose to channel it, how I choose to dole it out, how I choose to glorify it, and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So, with the writing and everything, like, one of the first things that I did, now this was before the pandemic, but one of the first things I wrote about was my the home evasion, kidnapping, and rape of me. Mm. All in the 10-hour oh, span. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And okay. it's like, it's one of those things where I know, I knew instinctually that my family would not be comfortable with me talking about it because it's, you know, uh-huh. unfortunately, a lot of Black families, households, and things like that is like, goes on in his house stays in his house all that hush hush shit and i I, that was really the goal of me and and my sister's business was that we're all the shit that folks want to sweep under the rug bring it out you can't Mm -hmm. you can't heal what you don't acknowledge so i was like what better way to start than with myself you can't ask people to do shit you ain't willing to do absolutely and i i tell on myself quite a bit
1: Listen, and
0: failures. I do. It's and Listen. it's freeing. I feel more me the more of myself I share. Absolutely. You're, and you know, you you're so right. I'm, I'm just saying, it's like you can't have anybody else tell you how to tell if and when or how to tell your story. That's you. Absolutely. You can't have Absolutely. anybody tell you how to live your life for you because at the end of the day, only you are going to deal with the consequences. You're going to have so. to deal with the choices and whatever fallout or successes and benefits that come from you, you can share the success, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to share in the consequences
1: that part. That part, because as soon as as shit go left, folks be like, "Oh
0: well, you ain't have to do it." Yeah, mind your
1: business. Yeah, and see, you're right, and so I think that oftentimes, not only Black people, but a lot of Mm -hmm. Black people, particularly women, they project their insecurities and their shame onto us by saying things like, "If I were you, I wouldn't share that on social media." Well, Uh you know what, you're not me. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to like really go outside of that box because I said I kept myself in more bondage trying to hide the shit that was in plain right. sight. It's right. very clear that I've been married and divorced. And so like why do I feel like I need to shame myself even more and make myself no nope. worse? No, nope. I made the best choices for myself. Mm-hmm. How about that? I made I like
0: the that. best choices for literally five people. Mm-hmm. Me, yeah. my ex, mm-hmm. and all three kids because I'm like because, and, and when people ask what what did I mean by that was that I was like I was we were I was actively involved in teaching the children how to operate in dysfunction Woo! that ain't the shit i want to model for them girl if that wasn't a paragraph that I put in my girl listen mm-hmm. listen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. I just couldn't do that to them mm-hmm. I, I and yeah. I'm not one of those stay together for the kids people Ooh, First neither. of all, that ain't their damn job. <laughs> How about that? Yes, that's not is their job. So right.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And people yes, used to them. look at
0: me like I was a fucked up mother for that. No.
1: They did. They no, did. No, you're a
0: fucked up person for putting the, an adult responsibility that you knowingly entered into mm-hmm. on innocent children. Mm-hmm. That that's that shit ain't got nothing to do with them. Because at Ooh. some point, they're gonna grow up and grow out and have their own damn lives and you stuck with this lump of nothing that you don't even fucking like next to you. I ain't doing it. <laughs>
1: that part. Can y'all touch me from the East Coast? She is on fire over here. Y'all, okay? you hear me? Now, now you, y'all so, done got me started yeah.
0: now. Listen. Don't though. touch my motherhood. But- <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. no yeah we lions we lionesses Mm -hmm. we are both lions and we are very much mother bears like for real serious and so I think that I think that sometimes people lack the accountability that they have that oh I chose this person for my partner and I'm not saying that that person you chose was a bad person inherently Mm -hmm. they just weren't the right person for you but yes you do have human you do have human treasure treasures together at this point Mm -hmm. so what better way to make the best choices for your children that they're going to appreciate as they get older more than Mm -hmm. deciding this shit ain't working Okay? Mm-hmm. and I'm not about to fuck up my kids by continuing to be no. something that I know is not working no. anymore, just so that I can look back and say I had the longevity of being with this person for 50 years where we hate each other absolutely not because Listen. I'm teaching my children how to be loved and love and I don't want that responsibility I don't know about y'all Uh listeners out there but and I can only speak for myself I don't want that responsibility over me to look Uh -uh. back when I'm 75 to say dang I made this choice and my children saw all of that and then look at the partners that they chose because that's what they thought was right like no exactly if anything I'm going to show my failures and my missteps in real time for my children so they Uh can understand this is not the best example you know what I'm saying Uh period and so far, children are very much more forgiving, I believe, when they are in those child-rearing ages. Versus, mm-hmm. I don't know how many friends I've had, probably a, a handful that their parents waited until they grew up and got out of college or high I hate school that to divorce it's, like septic. absolutely that Yeah, it is, and it makes it worse for them. It makes it harder mm-hmm. for them now. They're twenty five and they're like, "What the fuck? What? Mm-hmm. What you mean? You and Daddy ain't working now? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute." What are we supposed to do now? Now we got to choose to come over here on Christmas and take my wife over here versus trying to figure that shit out when you 10. And then, hey, well, Listen, this is what it is. And then let that person it. go. And go find who they really need to be with. And that's another important, that's really important lesson is,
0: is teaching them how that when it's time to let go, one, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're going to do it, do it respectfully and with grace. Yes. That you can yes. be proud yes. of yourself And and at the end of the day, like when I decided it was time to divorce, I had Mm -hmm. exhausted all other options, Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. I knew, everything I didn't know. I reached out for help from elders and everything. Mm -hmm. I did everything I could. And I I knew that when I pulled the plug, there was Mm going to be no look back. Mm -hmm. I was going to be well within my soul and in my spirit that when I laid my head down each and every night and look each one of my children in their faces, I knew I did my part. I did all that I could do. Yeah. I can't do's no more so uh-uh. yeah that's no that. I'm that, I, I was yeah. not teaching these kids mm-hmm. to to live their life in a messy fashion that's not going to serve them or anyone else
1: absolutely it's not helpful to anyone it's not. it really isn't it's just it's it really just, just isn't.
0: breeding more generational trauma bonds and I and no.
1: dis- dysfunction. yeah mm-hmm. yes you're I'm right i not doing it you're absolutely right. And 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 again, to, to reiterate, it is very selfish of people to just... I think, interestingly, how you said people look at you like you're a fucked up mom because you don't decide to subscribe to the idea of staying together for the children. I think it's very selfish to do so. And yep. so, I mean, you, you can imagine the, the amount of tension and contention and resentment that is going on in a household where people two people know they shouldn't be together and mm-hmm. they know that they hate each other or they really mm-hmm. just dislike each other greatly. Where they don't even enjoy each other's company. But yet we're staying together for the kids. And I'm using air quotes. Because mm-hmm. what, what are you doing for the kids? What Not are you doing for thing. the children? I have thing. told my children. And they think, yeah, and I,
0: they I, think these kids are stupid. That's yes. the kicker.
1: Yes. Y'all fooling
0: nobody mm-hmm. but yourself. These kids know exactly what's going on. My my child mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. me out. And she was just like. She was like. Um, I remember, remember hearing you crying a lot. Whoop! Yeah. And I you think, think I'm you quiet? I thought I'm you muffling, yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And children can sense, I mean, they can sense
1: they say it. they can sense it the tension alone, but they also can see the sadness in their mother's yes. eyes. They know you, yes, they know you just yes. like you can look at your child and tell that they're not okay. Mm-hmm. Children can do that to, to us, and so we can mm-hmm. sit here and try to fake the phone call we want.
0: You gotta love them enough to do what's right, you gotta love yourself enough. Mm -hmm. To do what's right and be true to yourself.
1: Yep. And I learned um, that my children and I have gotten closer and yep. have gotten a better understanding of one another and respect, you know, really, uh, once they knew that their mom was happy. And even mm-hmm. when, and I'm saying that not even under the, the circumstances of me being with someone other than their father, but just me being not in a situation where I was not right or that I right. knew needed to end. Like seriously, right. now their dad is remarried and Hey, yes, go mm-hmm. over there and be happy. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. so children will, they will appreciate that more when they are older and look back. And if anything, i have told my daughter specifically, but it goes for all three of my children, that I want you all to grow up and look back and say, well, you know what? My mom made the best decision that was for her. Or mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I was able to see that. Because for a long time, I put that guilt and shame on myself being in the Christian church, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I'm already a preacher's daughter, so that's a whole nother thing. Ooh, and child- then you got that girl. And then you got the whole thing <laughs> where <laughs> literally, I, I was just like, want my children to have to go to two different homes. And I was really, really, when I thought about it, I um, really realized I was trying to control the outcome. But I can't control that. How did I know that Um, by me choosing the best decision at the time for, like you said, all five of us, Right, that, that they weren't gonna look back and, and be like, you know what, that was pretty commendable, or that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? The, the simple fact that they got the perfect balance—they over here in mm-hmm. daddy's house and they're learning different things, and they're over here at mom's house versus being in one home and it being forced, and then right having resentment. Right, I'm so glad that we are able on this platform. This conversation totally went a different route than I wanted it to, <laughs> but I think this is probably the best episode I've recorded yet, seriously, because it's very transparent, and a lot of women um, don't talk about this enough because they don't. the shit's not easy, and, mm-hmm. and and I don't care what nobody say. I've had plenty of people say, you always land gracefully on your feet. I said, do I? How do you look? Look. Y'all don't see. Social media in itself, and I'm, I always use social media for the public I that I'm talking about because that's uh-huh. where you see most people. I am an introvert, so I'm mostly at home, you know what I'm saying? I, I pop out, you know, and I have my little exclusive places I might go to selectively, but for the most uh-huh. part, y'all see me on social media, so how do you know that I'm right. on my free gracefully? Y'all don't see when I be doing this shadow working over here. Y'all don't see what what's going on in the background, and Listen. so you just see the end result, and I don't ever want to also project. I had to learn that me being selectively transparent was almost... I'm not going to call it manipulative, but I mean, because mm-hmm. I know I was protecting myself in ways, but it also can put on the facade that you are okay when you ain't. Mm-hmm. So at this point in my life, I've chosen to, if I really am feeling some kind of way, I'm just saying the fuck off social media. I'm yeah. not about to sit out here and act like I'm okay when I'm not. I'm just going to come over here and talk to my people mm-hmm. and handle it in the background, mm-hmm. and then I can come back, and I'm still not going to come back like, hey, guys, I'm back. I'm good. Hey. No. Right. Like, no. Mm-mm, right. Because that's not real life. That's not real life and these
0: conversations. And that's the thing, and that's what people need is to see reality.
1: Not reality TV,
0: not social media. Like use social media as a tool to literally help raise other people up and let them know they're not alone. It's not just you. It happens to more of us than you realize. And here's my story. True. And I do Mm -hmm. understand too that it takes special
1: women or people to do that because everybody it's not even everybody's like everybody not there ain't able. It's just everybody's mm-hmm. not there. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I can say for me 5 years ago I definitely would never have thought I'd be this transparent ever. No. Ever ever. And so 5 but now, years ago point, I would not
0: have gone to the movies by myself. How about that? Girl, okay. But I when it. I when I, when I relocated that. with these kids and they started with their weekend visits, mm-hmm. I had to learn to be with myself.
1: Yes. Absolutely, I love my company. And now I prefer it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So somebody yeah. come around here, you got to do go <laughs> at least as good as my solitude. Because I promise you, I don't miss me ooh. off.
1: Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. Mm-hmm. I put myself in timeout. I put myself mm-hmm. in timeout. I'm like, listen, you, you gotta, yeah, you need to go, yeah. Yeah, And and I'm definitely
0: not one to spread my misery around. So if I'm in a funk, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. leave me be, leave me be, because I'm going to be in my room. I'm going to be somewhere isolated Mm -hmm. so that, because my misery does not like company.
1: Mm -mm. Yeah, that part. Mm -mm. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, guys, for the sake of this podcast, this is probably going to be a part two me and sis might even be doing some stuff on the side with this kind of conversation. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> but anyways, can you tell me something that one thing that has kept you motivated with your writing? Because, you know, you mentioned that you started writing because you were going through the divorce, but that was several years. ago. Mm-hmm. And I know that grief is an everlasting thing. Like it, there's no particular time period. And so there might be times that you may be grieving that situation still, or, you know, things just come up, but what keeps you motivated to continue to write? at this point
0: I would have to say and now most people will be like oh my kids and I, and I love my babies don't get it don't get it twisted mm-hmm.
1: yeah but they yeah, can't yeah. be my
0: motivation for everything
1: they can't that's not right. their job I'm glad you said it thank you for saying that mm-hmm. 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 I
0: would say the more I write and the more things that go on throughout my continuing journey I'm learning more about myself. I'm learning and digging up old hurts and it's helping me to put a lot of old shit to rest so I can really, really stop surviving my life and actually start living it
1: on my terms. I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. So you Mm -hmm. realized that your creativity helped you evolve it sounds like. Absolutely. To the woman that you are and the woman that you're looking forward to becoming. It's like um, holding up a mirror to to your face.
0: Your relationships, Mm -hmm. no matter Mm -hmm. who it's with, especially Mm -hmm. the one with yourself, will hold a mirror up to your face and let you see you. Mm -hmm. Let you see your habits. It'll let you see what you're hiding. All Mm -hmm. of that. And it'll bring it Mm -hmm. to the forefront. So
1: Mm-hmm. instead
0: of constantly trying to dip dodge and hide some things i'm just like all right bring it on bitch for Let's real okay <laughs> and you Let's can do sit it. there with that being said you
1: can sit there and see that mirror see that mm-hmm. reflection and see where you actually are you can ignore if you want to but i'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you what that's how we end up in situations that are literally repeated cycles um, because we have not learned the lesson yet and, and until mm-hmm. i was able to be accountable and for that and realize that and really be honest about that shit I continued in the same cycles over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over. And then to the point. Now I know God ain't got this much of a sense of humor where he just really is like, girl, but but seriously, I said, maybe it is me. Maybe there is something here where I need Mm -hmm. to like really do a deep dive. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I am a common factor, you know? And so, you know, and, and, and these kinds of conversations, uh, where we allow ourselves to be not only transparent with, with our friends or one another, but on a, in a public space, because that's uh-huh. huge. Um, uh-huh. You know, it, it, it just almost adds another layer to your healing because sometimes you don't even really know what you don't know until right. you start having the conversation. in this little 30 minutes that we've spoken um, and even our prior conversation, there was just so many other epiphanies where I would not even know that. I, you know what? Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't even know that I that I had to deal with that or. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that that's what that
0: meant until you start opening your mouth. Right. Um, because and that's you know, it. People... Communication mm-hmm. will solve so many mm-hmm. issues throughout this world. <laughs> really would.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for real though. Simple okay. conversation
0: can can resolve many things.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. This was so you, sister kirsten no for sharing thank you your, yes yes thank you for sharing your journey thank you for sharing how you've overcome and what you're continuing to do and i'm so looking forward to reading the book that you yes. are going to produce i know it's going to be awesome um okay this is my little uh caveat i'm gonna put here y'all don't be afraid <laughs> to have new connections with people i often say i said it in my book i used to be like drake no new friends but right um, no I just need some new friends too Listen. I mean yes I'm keeping them old ones that are good for me but mm-hmm. sometimes you, you gotta really evolve. got to step out you have got to evolve and step out and realize that new connections can be very helpful mm-hmm. and so I am grateful for this one um, where can people find you Kristen if they are wanting mm-hmm. to look at your writing
0: you can find me and my little blurbs and writings mm-hmm. on Instagram at infj underscore mm-hmm. writes. So that's my, nice. um, I was a psych major. So that's my personality type. I'm an INFJ. Uh, so yes. I'm a thinker and a feeler all wrapped up in one. Um, Absolutely. All right. And writing runs in my blood. So I guess mm-hmm. it's just my turn.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. I so appreciate your time. Thank you. I love Looking this. I love many this. for more
0: conversations. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for having all me. All right. I appreciate it.
1: You are so welcome. And thank you to my listeners for listening to the Art That Heals Us podcast. Please subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as following us on Facebook and Instagram, The Art That Heals Us. Looking forward to many more creatives sharing their journeys and sharing how they've overcome using their gifts. Until next time, it's your girl, Nick. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.